Hello, fans and friends, and welcome to the Hornex Store. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Molly Stewart. Uh, and today, my guest is Future Man Daniel Trujillo. We have a discussion about the world of virtual reality, dreams, and so much more. Um, it's a really interesting conversation and one that I was very happy to be a part of. Uh, but before we get into it, I wanted to take a brief moment to address the audio-only crowd. Uh, this podcast is something very new that I'm running all on my own. Um, it kind of fell into my lap, and now it's a thing that I'm doing and enjoying. So I'm working on bringing a better audio quality to future podcast episodes very soon. But I did want to apologize for the inconsistency while I'm currently working off of one microphone. Um, so if you haven't, please subscribe to my YouTube channel for the video episodes, Molly Stewart Chats. I am also sorry for the inconsistency in my platform usernames. Uh, unfortunately, attaching my name to social media seems to flag me in most instances. So over the years, I have acquired many monikers. Once again, thank you for listening. And now let's get into the show. I like yeah. to, so I'm sorry, I like to learn stuff. So speak away about the things. Tell me, tell me stuff about because I don't really understand... All of it, and I've only read little bits and pieces about vaccines in general. And typically, I don't get vaccinated for the flu either. Yeah, I don't go same. anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever go anywhere. Like, what are you vaccines for? Like, only my house. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so, like, the, this is definitely going to be an oversimplification, but it's that's fine. I'm it's dumb. Just, it's I like essentially it. Like the the flu vaccine is just like a copy of. Mm-hmm. You said or the, it, the it's the just dead. a whole bunch of dead husks of the virus. Mm-hmm. And then the new, most of the new COVID vaccines are mRNA, which is messenger RNA. So it's like basically a computer program for your DNA to create an immune response instead of actually having to deal with a physical thing. It's so like, it's not like an injection of the virus itself. No, it's something it's that's something injected to help different. your yeah. body change to combat what's there. It's basically like forced programmed like evolution i guess you'd say and like it's designed specifically to target the uh spike protein which is like how the covid virus like gets into your cells and shit Mm -hmm. and so once the the spike protein is changed or like once that's like evolved out of the virus or it comes up you know Conjures up some new fucking way of attacking cells, yeah. and it's which is what then the Delta variant is, and that's no, why people no. are because I've heard that some people who've um, gotten the vaccine already or uh, are getting that. Yeah, still and, and this thing is like it. You I'm, can, I'm just curious. You like, can even still get the alpha and beta variants and shit, mm-hmm. but it will the symptoms will be substantially less severe because your body has will be activated to fight it already programmed response whereas like your your body naturally responding to it it your it essentially like puts your immune system in like overdrive and your Mm -hmm. body fucking kills itself Mm -hmm. on top of the virus killing you the your body just like goes into hyperdrive and fucking destroys itself on top yeah and that's why like like it, so that's the reason behind them so for me like when i when i did have it it was just i didn't have most of like any other respiratory stuff or anything i was just so i felt dead like i was just tired like i just slept for like four or five days i didn't have like the nose or anything like that but um i guess that would explain that if your body is basically just going into overdrive trying to kill something but it doesn't know how so it's just exhausted but it can't do anything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, it, it, basically like, I'm going to kill me before you can kind of thing. <laughs> like, Only I can have me. Yeah. I'll never take me alive. 
Yeah. Wow. So so the uh, the Delta variant in the upcoming, you know, next season, yeah. uh, the Lambda variant, and whatever is coming after that. Coronavirus season three. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't like this show. Yeah, it'll. <laughs> The, the the vaccine definitely helps lessen the severity, uh, but it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It's yeah. like a well, it, you know, and that's that's most vaccines. You know, it's like you can get the the flu vaccine and you're still you could still get the flu. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think I, I hope that in general, just overall, perhaps if people learned anything, it's that maybe we should be healthier overall, so that when we get hit with something like this, you know, our symptoms aren't as bad, or maybe we don't die and our body just doesn't know how to handle it because like we treated our body like garbage for so long i know that i did i definitely treated my oh, yeah. body like garbage same still <laughs> i'm working on it i'm trying i have a friend that like him and his brother got it and he's friend is a like pretty overweight like large guy mm-hmm. had it and like lost his sense of taste and smell and that was basically it his brother is like super in shape like a fucking marathon runner and all that and it totally fucked him up like he can't even walk upstairs and shit now and it's oh, just like fuck. the health thing obviously you just always want to be healthy yeah general. yeah of course like it's good just good practice it is good general. practice overall i'm just saying like <laughs> as far as everything and not even just like um even physical health which i'm a huge proponent of i think is very super duper important as someone who's treated my body like trash my entire life until now it's important but <laughs> i'm saying even as far as just like giving people space at the grocery store like i hope the six foot distancing never goes away oh yeah I'm like- i hate when i'm in line and someone's like breathing down my neck i'm like how are you and your cart touching me right now (laughs) or just like i don't know i I felt like it was pretty awesome that we had to re-teach people how to wash their hands like they appropriate there's signs everywhere how to wash it's like what you learn it's like the first thing that you learn i would hope as a child is like wash your hands because there's germs on there you don't want to get sick it's like the most basic thing but i don't know i think the population as a whole is pretty pretty unhealthy i think for the most part i mean i'm no i'm no exception i just oh no no but i'm just saying i'm just saying overall i feel like um i think that life in general has gotten a lot more um sedentary just you know based on the way that we live our lives and it's not really oh that's that's such a bad thing i think it's cool because i think it's awesome that there's so many ways to be sedentary because i really like to be lazy but um i think um, it's also important to like then recognize that and like force yourself to step outside of just being at home, streaming another thing, binging something else, consuming more and more media until we can't remember what we watched like an hour ago because you know you've been distracted by 50 other things since then. And what's cool is that, like, because I know that you're doing the um, XR development and so. Uh, I was supposed to... I got distracted by our conversation. I was going to, like, introduce you and stuff. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, we, we, can, <laughs> we, can, we can do it now, or... Fuck it, we'll, just... do, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does this mean to play us out? <laughs> yes, you know. Thank you. All right, let me just turn on the webcam, and I'll just start this, and we'll see if I can get my train of thought back. We'll, I'm a little bit high already, so we'll see if I can find it. I 
Man, I had like the first uh, iteration of that thingy, and it's insane how small and compact That's and so cool. how well they work now. Because yeah. the other one was a fucking nightmare. Oh god! And I love the uh, the the little wide angle option, like the little just the magnetic. But now I think I'm probably gonna lose it at some point. All right. Um, so I um I fucked this up like always because I have no game plan and I'm shooting straight from the hip. So welcome everyone to the whore next door. I am your host Molly Stewart, your favorite naked neighbor, and today I have with me Daniel Trujillo. Am yeah, I saying it right. Yeah, close enough. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at like pronunciation. I technically don't, I don't pronounce think I've ever my last heard name right. It, like heard you say it before. Like to me, otherwise I might remember it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, so you know, as we got distracted by the conversation, something that you were into is I'm trying to make sure it's the right thing. XR development, which is basically that whole virtual reality. Yeah, AR, so, VR, just mm-hmm. ev- everything basically encompassed in that. Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's different companies call it augmented reality. Mm-hmm or mixed reality or cross reality and mm-hmm. you know that's that's where the x comes in so it's yeah. just like just whatever yeah whatever Anything that's regarding not this type like scope of thing um and that's something that i find super interesting yet also know absolutely nothing about which is why it would be cool to hear stuff from you but something i think that's cool that you're like immersed in all of that and like the digital and every time i talk to you it seems like you're trying some new tech project or like whatever and that's really cool but you also have uh skateboarding which is you can be like oh unhealthy or whatever but it's still something that you're like doing that's like being in the moment it's like being in life and not just being on a device or something like that so i think that that's cool but what would you like to talk about with the projects that you're working on because i'm excited to hear stuff so this is uh, something i've told very few people about because i you know Mm-hmm. pretty sedentary I hide out in my house and yeah. work on things don't we all? <laughs> um so i don't know if you were you've ever heard of this author named philip k dick he's the guy that wrote blade runner and total mm-hmm. recall and yep. minority report mm-hmm. which minority report is like one of my big inspirations for augmented reality and stuff yeah. like that i love, I love and um he uh, towards the end of his life, he had some like you know like visions or schizophrenic breakdowns or whatever. I don't know how, whatever it was, he had some visions. I like visions. I like visions. He had That's visions cool. that he wrote about and uh, documented a whole bunch of parts of his life that it was like basically his personal journals and shit. And it all came out in a book called Exegesis, and so that's you know available. You can't find hard copies of it because. It's a thousand pages long, and apparently yeah. no one wants to publish that. But it's all part of a collection of things that's about nine thousand pages long. And I am like part. I recently was accepted to like this historical society that is transcribing. Down. I'm so sorry. Go lay down. I'm serious, <laughs> dude. Stop clicking around. All right. I'm so sorry. This happens every time. That's he'll fine. Be, he'll be so quiet, and then I'm getting in the middle of something, a conversation. Tippy tapping all over the place. Hey, am I gonna have to take you? You're not gonna. I'm so sorry. Come this way, this way, this way. Thank God for carpet. That's fine. He'll stop. 
So I'm helping uh, transcribe all of his handwritten journals and like letters to the FBI because he, if you couldn't tell by his literature, he was pretty weird dude and uh, he constantly wrote letters to scientists and philosophers and the FBI and it was just, you know, always writing, like yeah. no matter what. And uh, so I'm helping transcribe that, and I can't, like, legally disclose a bunch yeah, of the, of like, finer details of it. But he had really shitty handwriting, and so do I. So it's like... You can kind of just get I'm like, it. I'm like, hey, I know what he's saying here. That's <laughs> awesome. That's great. So it's a, it's pretty cool. And, like, he is my favorite author. That's going to be fun to find that correlation between you two, then, since it's something that you're so passionate about, and then being able to actually go through and, like dive into his brain essentially through all of that documentation must be awesome yeah and then on top of that the secondary part of all this um so i do a bunch of like uh, artificial intelligence research and stuff mm -hmm. and that's a sub that's in you know blade runner and a whole yeah. bunch of his other stuff yep, it's like I the subject it. of a whole <laughs> bunch of his literature so i do uh like you know using neural networks and stuff i generate literature and art and imagery in general and stuff mm -hmm. like that and i'm collecting all of his books very legally and uh converting them all to text format and then feeding it into a neural network to generate new philip k dick books and oh wow so that stuff should be coming out soon that's, that's cool <laughs> that's like the i tested it on the just the the published version of exegesis okay. and it's a little little crazy and wonky but yeah. it it's pretty cool that's that's cool though <laughs> it's, that's why it's man it, all this stuff is so fascinating because it's just like the progression <laughs> the progression of technology is like it's just so quick because it was like it was so much nothing for so long and then just in the past you know even 30 years of time just the time that i've been alive is just wild i've talked about this with so many other uh, people in here just because you know most of us are the same age you know, or those old people that now that are like i remember dial up but like i do <laughs> i fucking <Yeah>. do like <laughs> and then and now we're at the point where we're having computers be able to go through someone's books and their texts and their memoirs and basically create something that's you know not the same but still similar and can evoke like similar emotions just because it's it's based off of that person even things like deep fakes are getting like crazy. Oh yeah. Like, Which if, if you need I mean, any of those, yeah. I know how to do that. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. Like oh, that could be that 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 almost seems like a like a dangerous slope to be going down because it's like it, some of them even now like basic are almost like indistinguishable, and the more that we push on that, you know, can make anyone say or do anything and. At some point, how did they how did they refute certain yeah. things? And be beyond it could be used for yeah. evil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there, it was a big concern with the Justice Department during the previous election because, mm -hmm. like you know, they were just afraid that someone's gonna there'd be deep fakes around. Yeah, it's Joe Biden saying stupid things. <laughs> and it turns out it was real. It wasn't a deep fake. <laughs> He's, well, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we won't go there. We can we can save. Uh, okay, all right. Let's table this conversation. <laughs> Everything is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, fuck. I lost my no. train of thought again. Um, oh, fuck! I did this again. 
It's all good. Why don't you continue um, telling me about, was, was that kind of the end of the, where you were going? Yeah, that was basically the end of the Philip K. Dick uh, artificial intelligence thingy. But. Which which of his like pieces was your favorite as far as like literature, as far as like what they brought when they, when they made it into film, like that kind of stuff? Because I know that you're super into filmography as well. Like I stalk your stuff a little bit and I see like you've done some short films and stuff like that. Or I don't know if they're full length, but they're short on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, now that you mentioned that, I wonder what the maximum, like maybe I could put my full length movie on Instagram. (laughs) Just make it into a reel. I think they can do like two minutes now or something like that. Just do real stories, real stories with Daniel. I think my air conditioning turned off again. Um, So my favorite... So, well, I guess favorite that was made into a movie, mm, probably Minority Report, but actually, no, A Scanner Darkly. That's my favorite that has been made into a movie. Mm. It's about a... That's actually one I haven't seen. the, the, The drug war has gotten out of hand, essentially, and... The main character, who's played by Keanu Reeves, he is an undercover cop and also, you know, he's investigating people that use this drug and ends up becoming addicted to it himself. And then it turns into the, you know, standard Philip K. Dick where you don't know what's reality, what's not, and they're like... The mind fuck. Yeah, like yeah. just constantly being unaware of who who they are themselves and... It's, you know, without giving too much away, it's a really cool, cool book, cool movie. And the, the movie itself, hilariously, has Alex Jones in it. And it is animated over in, like, this really trippy kind of way to where it, like, kind of invokes, like, like you hallucinating the entire time you're watching the movie. Wow. I'll have to watch that. That sounds interesting. It's, it's really cool. And then, you know, it turns out, like, Maybe the company that's manufacturing the drug is also the company that's uh, sponsoring the drug war and the the police that are fighting it and all this yeah. shit. So it's like this. That's awesome. I, I love those the the films or even shows. You don't. I don't feel like. I feel like you get it more in shows now, perhaps than you used to. You're welcome to that if you would like me. Okay, <coughs> might as well. I just love when something. Um, something that you're watching can leave you so immersed in it that you like you give a shit what's going on you're so invested in it and it actually evokes like emotion out of you because there's so many things like i i love film i love putting on tv in the background and not caring about it as well and it's like i feel like most of what i don't really consume but like see is just very kind of like that's why i can leave it on in the background because it's like ah you get a little laugh you know sometimes now and then it's nothing nothing big and I can kind of just have background noise but like the movies that actually you know make you angry or like I love when you can really truly like hate a character because it's like oh they did a good job like they they created a story or or the acting was good enough to like elicit that kind of response from you which I mean you know it's not real but it's like your brain is still acting like it is and I think that's that's what makes really really good entertainment and my favorite, uh, I agree. And it's weird that, like, when you said hate a character, for some weird reason, I haven't seen the movie for, like, fucking 15 years probably, but there's this character named Percy in The Green Mile, and he's the guy that, like, yep. kills the mouse and stuff. <laughs> it's like, in my brain was into, like, that guy, fuck him. 
that. I love that your brain, it's like little things just get pulled from here or there. Like, I don't know. I feel like especially since, fuck, I don't even want to say this again. I say this every time. Since I haven't been drinking, sorry, um, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking a lot more. Like I'm just a lot more active with my thoughts and it's pulling out like, you know, like just a little song or, or a show I haven't seen in a while and something will like send me back to some moment that I've forgotten about. And it's been really awesome. I feel like I'm having so many like fun flashbacks or just sometimes negative like things I forgot and, you know, things that I can think about now in a positive way and kind of like learn from and stuff. It's been really cool. Yeah. I, similarly, I, although you wouldn't believe it because I just hit that joint, I pretty much stopped smoking weed about five or six months ago oh. and it like I didn't it, it was one of those things like just out of circumstance I did mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it until I started having like fucking dreams again which is a weird side effect of smoking mm-hmm. lots of weed it just like either erases your short term memory when you're sleeping to where you don't remember having dreams or you just don't have dreams mm-hmm. at least with well, me one of the things that uh, about weed and I didn't know but I'm not like I, I'm not a weed connoisseur. I don't have like a strain, a potency. I'm like a, <laughs> yeah. what is this? This is trash. Like if it's weed, I, I smoke it. Like it's, <laughs> but I have like my times of day that I smoke. But one thing I didn't know is, um, I, I did start having that. That's why I don't like to smoke right before bed anymore. Um, is I, I did stop dreaming and I used to have like really vibrant, crazy, but usually horrific dreams. Cause I was like really messed up at the time. Um, and I thought that um, smoking weed before bed, because I didn't dream that I was going into like an actual really deep, like REM sleep. But that's not that's not actually what happens, from what I understand. Like I don't know all of the scientific stuff about it, but it, while you go to sleep, it, I feel um, I've heard that you don't actually really reach REM when you're smoking weed, which is why you're not. Because when you reach that, that's when you start having like the dreams that you have. It's when your mind starts to unlock and stuff like that. So I wasn't actually getting as good of sleep smoking weed as I thought I was, even though I wasn't having dreams. Yeah. I know. It's weird. I, and, and I, I used to have like pretty bad insomnia and at one point in my life it just like flipped because I, I, I can probably think of why, but it was, at one point it flipped and now I can just fall asleep instantly. Like I could just lay down right here and be asleep by the time you start your next sentence pretty much wow. anytime anywhere I can, I can just be like <sighs> that's great not close I my eyes and fall asleep Fuck, and and it turns out like because i you know have a, a activity monitor thingy watch mm-hmm. on my wrist and i like instantly go to deep sleep and like i, I just fucking skip straight past rem and light sleep and just plummet down the fucking the black hole wow. and uh now it's been like a lot less of that hmm. like because it was just like i'd fucking go into a coma basically and hmm. not get our not get rem yeah and now it seems like it's evened out a lot more because well, you know every you know not every day but you know i can check see where it estimates i was and yeah. i'm like oh this is interesting because yeah, it's that's yeah, that's crazy because that's that's what that sleep is like. It's like you're going down a hole. Yeah, it's like uh, the, I feel like that movie Get Out sort of. Oh, you know, yeah. they 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 use the term sunken place, and that's sort of it, yeah. 
Like they they have the falling yeah. moment in, in in all of it, and it seems sort of like that. And it's 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 weird. Like it's one of those things. Like I would I um I wouldn't even feel tired. Like I'd feel wired. But as soon as I made the choice to sleep, it was like it was just oh I'm dead now. <laughs> like I'm dead until I wake <laughs> up. You know that's it. Like um and definitely since since I have stopped smoking weed like before I go to sleep, um I'm having more like. I wake up actually feeling like I slept and I wasn't like running around my house all night because I, I would feel like that. Like I feel like oh, I could just use like an hour more of sleep. And I haven't had that and I've been starting to have every now and then a dream here or there, which is which has been pretty cool because I missed it. I yeah. Dreams. <laughs> yeah, might have gotten like just ranging from just b- bizarre like ultra detailed science fiction stories which is probably just being spurred on by the fact that i'm reading everything that philip k dick ever wrote (laughs) and so it's just like weirdly enough my brain's just like okay cool this is what you're gonna dream about now and then it's also like which scientists believe this like the purpose of having dreams for all animals because if you can tell like dogs dream obviously they dream all the time and it's essentially like supposed to just table. have you simulate uh... Sorry. it's like a simulation of what you're going to encounter in life so you know how to like mentally cope with it yeah it's like when they like and, run in their sleep you know yeah. they're, they're running they're boofing and, and i've been having a lot of those where it's like my brain's just thinking about the next morning and i'm like how am i going to get to my car in the morning and it just like runs a whole bunch of wacky versions where I like run into a crackhead and on Fremont Street or like it, it's really weird and I'm like hey I mean I enjoy having dreams this is fucking bizarre yeah but yeah I miss it I, I it's I feel like it's your brain trying to be creative without thought <laughs> like it's just like pull a little here yeah. a little bit of that it's there. like oh here's this thing that made you smile here's this thing you're afraid of here's your Here's your grandpa. Uh, he's dead, but he's alive now. And we're going to throw this all in. Your grandpa's going to try to kill you. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> That's the kind of dreams that I used to have before I like started smoking myself to sleep, essentially. So, yeah. I hope some of those start coming back, because those are wild trips, man. It feels, feels very creative. I've had some good ideas like for scripts and stuff like that from dreams as well. So. There's a I can I can tie this back to the previous part of the conversation. My favorite uh, Philip K. Dick book is this book called Ubik or Ubik. I don't know, but <laughs> whatever it is. How, whatever it is, um, and it's about. I know this is going to seem totally unrelated until I get to the middle of this rant, but so it's about uh, these psychic spies so they're like corporate spies that are all psychics and they're going to the moon to uh spy on this other corporation Mm -hmm. and then there's these or no and one of them is like what they call an anti-psychic and he like blocks psychics mentally from spying on their spies and they go to the moon and then there's this fucking terrorist attack essentially that kills all of them but their brains weren't uh, totally destroyed so they put him in like this thing called uh, Half-Life where they're like connected to a computer and you can still communicate with people while they're dead basically and then they all end up in this crazy dreamlike state where like time is like moving backwards although they're or it's like the world is reverting back to a more primitive form 
constantly. Wow. And there's this substance that just keeps appearing throughout it called Ubik. And it's like they're, they're like connection to reality. And then it turns out there's a fucking telepathic like vampire essentially like he is just eating he's also connected to this computer system because i believe he's also in half-life but his brain is just uh crazy and he's just he's like <laughs> ripping through people's minds and he's shit just like a and, monster yeah monster brain and Ooh. uh yeah, that's what I would. It's and it gets so much more insane. Like, you can crazy. Like, it's just one of those books. You're like, holy shit, because it's a, it's like dealing with death and like <clears throat> rebirth in a way, but yeah. then also like questioning your own reality because you don't know if the main characters yeah. are in Half Life or the guy that they're talking to in Half Life is in like some. Yeah, it's, it, just it's like Philip K. Dick to the max wow. for sure. That sounds crazy. That sounds like trippy. Holy crap. Yeah, it's a very dreamlike book, and that's why I brought it up. Because they're yeah. also in dreams yeah, themselves. because they're and... just like in their own psyche. They're just floating around in their own minds, and that's just what your dreams are. They're just lo- your little thoughts floating around, making pictures. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of, your, dream, your dreams are kind of like an AI writing a book. It's kind of like, it's almost there. Kind of. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Doesn't really have any coherence yeah. from beginning to end, usually. But. And, the, and that's why AI just, like, isn't there quite yet. I'm just going to play outside. And that's why I think, yeah. And part of the reason they function like that is because... Whoop. Part of the reason they function okay. like that... Okay, part of the reason they function like that is because... Uh, Neural networks, or what they call AI commonly, um, are designed to function in the same way that our brains do, mm-hmm. using like a connection of neurons, in yeah. this case is what they call it, but it's, it's essentially the same thing, like computers or uh, filtration models that just connect things, yeah. and which like random bits of information that they can, you know... They go through, like, more sets of neurons, essentially, and that, like, adds more coherence. So it's, like, your brain, you know, you see a blob. It's, like, just they're just missing, like, the conscience. Did I say that word right? Consciousness. 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 Fuck, I'm an idiot. All right. No, it's all good. It's, uh... No. Um, yeah, so, so, that that is exactly why... (laughs) Consciousness. Uh, but then, but then that's also the thing because that would give them sentiency. Is is that a word? Because I looked up. Don't uh, like it was. I don't know. I'm, I mean, you could cut out the the y at the end, but sentience, sentience, whatever. Sentience. Fuck! All right, starting over. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Scrapping the whole fucking thing. Oh God. I mean, you're allowed to make up words if you it's want. It's my show. I can yeah. do whatever I want. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, I do I do thank you for coming, though, because I know that this is, like, nothing, but I just yeah, like... Yeah, this is bullshit. Like, uh-huh. I just like... Talk to my agent. <laughs> I just like to have interesting conversations and then make an ass of myself and then hopefully learn something in the process. So... Yeah. I so... I know you didn't bring me on here to talk about AI and... No, but it's cool. But I think it's so interesting. (laughs) 
like because I uh, I've read some of the books um, and I'd like to read more I think that's actually something that I want to do for the next couple of months while I wait for things to happen currently I'll still be in the middle of this by the time this is actually released so it doesn't warrant talking about right now but I think I want to get back into reading more because I didn't do it for a long time because I was just I've, I always keep making up excuses for like oh how busy I am but as much time as I've spent in front of that TV I can read a book so I want to start I want to start getting back into that again and I've I really like sci-fi so I think that would be a good place to start <laughs> yeah I uh I usually listen to audiobooks as much as I can when I'm driving because you know it's like 30 minutes to work for me and mm. It's just like last time of my day and like how am I going to make this as productive as possible when I'm just yeah. stuck in a car. Actually, maybe um, I should do that. Because I listen to podcasts while I clean and like while I work and stuff. Yeah. I don't even consider... I'm, so, <laughs> I'm, acting, I'm acting like I've you never heard of audiobooks before. Audiobooks have been around forever. I'm like, wow, that's a novel concept. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe I should do that. Cool. Sponsored by Audible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, um, you do uh, the film film stuff too. So, what I know that the way that we we met was through my type of filming. But like, what type of filming do you like to do outside of just like what work is? Um, what I like to do. So I got started from uh, skateboarding because mm-hmm. it's just a natural part of skateboarding that you have to you film, film it. Yourself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like every skateboarder has to at least vaguely know how to film. Yeah. Or have a friend that knows and they yeah. just always and they teach you just have you to be able to prove to that learn, you skateboard yeah. basically. And so I do a lot of that or I used to do a lot of that. And that was how I really learned to like start honing my film skills and it never to me seemed like a thing that I want to do. It was just like it's like an extension, sort of like art and things like that. You just do it. Yeah. And then I... I know I'm not answering your question yet. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I find this interesting because I wanted to talk to you about um, your company as well later. So yeah. continue. I uh, ended up getting to know some some actors. Uh, Kansas and Parker love bowling. They're, they mm-hmm. played two of the Manson Girls recently in uh, that Quentin Tarantino movie. Sponsored by Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. (laughs) I love that movie. Um, So my roommates in Hollywood were two of those girls in that film. And they, before that, Kansas had just made a movie called uh, B.C. Butcher. And she wanted to go shoot another movie in Costa Rica and put out like a call on Instagram. And I had like just Mm -hmm. met her on Fremont Street a couple months before. And it was just like, hey, does anyone want to be in a movie? And I happened to be one of the people that raised my hand on the internet. And I was supposed to act in the film. And when we went there, the like the day that we were supposed to leave, the the, the person who wrote it, Natasha Halevi, who her husband is one of the guys that's now in Guardians of the Galaxy and all that shit, and wow. James Gunn, mm-hmm. who, yeah. who wrote... Or, She's married to Sean Gunn. His brother, James Gunn, is the director. Yes. <laughs> and he actually made his... He started film on the same company that Kansas had put out her first film, Troma. And this one was supposed to be on it as well. 
this film is called Primitiva. Brought to you by Primitiva. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up... The day that we were supposed to leave, Natasha, like, had to drop out for some reason. And then, like, the entire film crew just, like, domino-affected out of the film. Oh. And I was going there, and I had just started working for a company that I met you at. They allowed me to borrow equipment because I was going to film myself skateboarding in Costa Rica Mm -hmm. while we shot this movie. And then... Everyone was like, oh, no, the film crew dropped out. What do we do? And I'm like, well, I'm already bringing cameras and shit. Yeah. Let's go. And let's figure out how to make this movie. <laughs> and then yeah. we ended up just making the film off of, like, someone's memory of the script. Because we didn't have just, any like, of it. like, making it up as you go. You're just <laughs> like, well, I think this was it. This makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Just kind of improving it. It was like the whole movie's just completely made up. <laughs> and I ended up. I was originally just supposed to film it, and then the person that directed it uh, initially, he didn't seem up to the task, and I ended up it ended up just becoming my film. Yeah, like I shot most of it, and then I ended up having to fucking edit it, and then used some really cool like neural network uh, visual effects in it. Yeah, to simulate like hallucinations and things, and that's cool. That's basically how I got into artificial intelligence. Yeah, is like an art form, you know. Yeah, to was just like trying to figure out how to make hallucinations in, in a film. So you go, you go from like, oh, I guess I'll act in this random movie with this person I don't know. Oh, they're not here anymore. I'll just. Do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I love that initiative. That's heck yeah. And then I recently shot a movie um in like Northern California called Hitchhiker Mountain. And there that it's been a it's been a experience. I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to talk shit about my own movie, but it was I agreed. I agreed to it during the like beginning part of the pandemic, mm. and then I had no time or all the time in the world, nothing to do, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll edit it." And now I have a full time job, and I'm like, oh, oh, "Yeah, I don't know about this." And then the person who sponsored the film is like antsy about it, and I'm like, "Oh, we, like, we talked yeah, about this yeah. at, on the fourth. Yeah. yeah, like, right. please, like, you, you don't understand how much effort goes into editing movies and my, how much time. If you're trying to do it as, <laughs> like, an artistic, to, you yes. know, do it right. If you're trying to, like, actually make a film, you have to, like, take the time to, like, make it your baby and, like, make sure that it's right. Because it's, like, you know, nobody nobody likes to see someone that they put all their work into just, kind of come out looking like they didn't try. Because it's, like... No matter what anybody else is going to say about it, as long as you know that you did the best that you could, you'll still feel good about it. And so, you know, to to rush it, but then also, like, not give a shit about it is kind of... That's, that's yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want... So the three movies that I've shot have been all uh, just out of... Me making someone else's movie. And I I want to make a movie myself and yes. be like what do this you, is what I what want to make. What do you want to make? I want there's a couple things. There like one I would definitely like to make a movie about like augmented reality. Of course. Is, uh been a 
major part of our lives for a long time, and the main character uh, is it, that that ability gets taken from him essentially, and that's like how you make money and stuff is like through advertise, basically allowing yourself to be bombarded with advertisements and shit. Oh, wow. so it like pays for essentially UBI and his. AR interface with the world uh, gets stripped from him and then it's him like trying to deal with the really boring fucking world and like the psychological and like neurological problems that result from uh, you know a lifetime of having oversaturation it's like it's like we can just never consume enough it's like you'll, you'll find a new show on Netflix and it's like you have to if it's good, you watch all of it. Usually, if it's not good, you watch all of it. You leave it on as background noise. And it gets to the end of it, and you're like, oh my god, it's over. There's not, there's not like another fucking season. And it's like, you just watched the whole season of something. Maybe like, <laughs> yeah. maybe like three seasons that they like put on it. It's like, when's the next one coming? And it's like, you just, you can never consume enough. And then it's like, I feel like the reason that a lot of people like to watch shows or reruns or movies like repeatedly is because they're not really fully absorbing it when they're watching it the first time that's why i like i i like to watch movies with like one other person or like by myself because i like to like absorb it and then i like to like watch other people's reaction to it to see if they're actually watching it or if they like just don't give a shit about it yes because like i hate when something is like so good like for me that i've like I've watched it. I've I've memorized stuff. I know stuff, and then it's like, let me share this with you. Like, this is something that I know that you'll like, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to watch this YouTube thing, and I also have like all these emails to fucking do. And I'm just like, just go off your phone for like five minutes. Like, be in it. Like, there's this screen in front of your hand. There's a screen here. There's me. Like, I'm here. We can. You're trying you know, to like, show something anything, that you care about. Like, I, like talk through this with me. I don't care if you talk through a movie. I I like talking through movies when it's just like me and someone or a couple people because I think it's fun to like get everybody's feedback on it as you're going through it or to just have that that comment because I feel like it should be like more of a, a social like experience. Like I actually have um, in the past and even recently done like movie streams with some of my fans and we'll like chat through it like you know type all the movie is going and interaction it's fun because it's like you get the reaction of everyone who's there and it makes it social but when we're focused on this device that's like right here this isn't social media isn't like social it's, it's just like throwing out little bits and pieces while you ignore the actual like social and society aspects like around you and i feel like it's actually more isolating than anything yeah and we're not just and it's become more difficult to just fully retain something that you're consuming whether it's like digital or whether you're reading it or you're just seeing it in passing because it's like there's just so much of it that it's yeah. like how do you how do you retain all of that yeah yeah and you're you know referencing the phone uh that's like sort of how i imagined the the augmented reality situation I described for that movie. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. putting the phone in front of your face at all times. Yeah, it's like and it's always it just, there. And, yeah. it's, and it kind of already is. You yeah. know? It's just removing the, the physical... Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, to- well, people people won't have like neck problems anymore because they can just look around and ignore everybody instead of looking like this and ignoring everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we fixed like scoliosis. It's great. Uh, 
gosh. Yeah. Um, so what's your uh, go-to movie that you like to show everyone or share with people the most or whatever? Um, okay, so there's like different ones. <laughs> so there's like for Christmas, there's Elf. I, I watch it every year. I always watch it like with my like my family and everything and it's just it I know it's dumb but it cracks me up. Will Ferrell, I love him so much. Step Brothers, Will Ferrell. I'm super into comedies and I like Will Ferrell a lot. I don't, I don't know. He's great. I love you, Will Ferrell. Alright. <laughs> um but let's see. I also Oh, American Psycho. I it it surprises me how few people have seen that movie. And then I, I get so excited because I'm like, oh, like I can show it to them. And they don't get it. And they're just like, I don't, what did I watch? <laughs> I'm like, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> That's what you watched. How did you gain, like, glean nothing, nothing from this movie? And it, it hurts. I, I love how that movie is one of those ones that leaves you like, how much of that was him just being completely crazy and not... Like which parts were real and which weren't, you know? Yeah, but, it, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's and I feel like it's it's also one of those things where it's like so many people are are this way, and I've been this way in my life too, where you have like so many different faces for different people that you like forget which one is who you are, and that's I know that's probably not what that movie has to do with anything to do with that, but that's kind of what it reminded me of, where it's kind of like no matter. W- when I watch it, I kind of have a different idea of how I think it ends. And I think, I don't know, it just kind of makes me feel like that, like that whole crowded aspect of having to put on so many different faces and just losing who you are and kind of like having, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you'll, I, talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'll really enjoy, um, a scanner darkly because yeah, it, it, it has that kind of ending. And it's also about, there's essentially the way that the cops in the movie um, are undercover is they like they none of them can know each other's identities even yeah. so the cops are all using this technology that makes them physically put on other faces without describing too much about the film you know because I'm not yeah. going to ruin yeah. it for you but it uh. It's cool. It, it yeah. describes in a very different science fiction kind of way what you just described. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I described. Sometimes I start off on long tangents, <laughs> then I have to like watch it later. I'm like, what the fuck did I say? I sound like a moron. Um, I'm going to take a quick break because I'd like to get some more coffee and I will insert a fake commercial here. Here's the part of the show where I bring you a fake commercial. But this is for a real company, Immersive Entertainment. That's immersive with an E. So while we wait to hear more from Daniel, I'd like to talk to you about the company at which he is a lead developer. As someone whose life revolves around the digital landscape, things like virtual reality and NFTs are very interesting to me, and they should definitely interest you too. Immersive entertainment creates NFTs, and for those who may not know what an NFT is, they're non-fungible tokens. But what is that? A non-fungible token is basically a -a one-of-a-kind asset, and they're managed through a digital ledger. Basically, if you have an idea, an art project, a song, you need an NFT. Make your idea or creation as limited edition as you are. This empowers artists and consumers alike, because all sales go directly to the artist, and even consumers can resell an NFT. 
put the power of creation and selling in your own hands. Don't get left behind by the digital revolution. Check out the options that Immersive Entertainment may have for you. Now back to the show. And we're back. Uh, all right. So there's actually a question that I wanted to ask Uh-oh. about virtual reality. Um, but I guess you more work with the augmented, but you know stuff about the, the more virtual, like fully yeah. immersed VR. Yeah, I, I do make VR stuff. Yeah. It's just not my main focus. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm wondering is, so I have a lot of friends and even family members who, because like I let you use like the, the VR sets and stuff, but when I had them set up, I've tried to have like friends and family do it, and a lot of them get motion sickness from it. Do you think that there will be like more advancements in the future to prevent things like that? Or will it kind of be more unavailable to some people just based on? Um, well, with VR, it's like because your, uh, your calibration system for your brain, like mm-hmm. your understanding of your physical orientation and stuff is partially based on your eyesight. Mm-hmm. And when you completely remove that from people, yeah. it can, you know, it tricks your brain into thinking like you're fucking actually going down a roller coaster yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. VR thing you're doing. So it it's like partially a result of just your eyes trying to process the frames fast enough to where it like your so your brain's calibration mm-hmm. can keep up. So I don't think motion sickness will ever fully go away. But like technology's catching up to, to prevent that in ways, sort of. But it's like the refresh rates of the displays that are doing that uh, is like a big factor in it. But sometimes it's just it happens with people. So for it for it to be, um, I guess, preventing them from getting motion sickness it would have to be like augmented reality where they could actually fully walk around and like yeah. go anywhere like that in a in a space or something like that right? yeah and and because you see the world around you still so your mm-hmm. orientation still like perfectly matched to yeah because you're still moving at the same pace that you're progressing in the full headset yeah yeah it's That'd be cool, like, just like a giant VR room that you could walk around, like just a giant warehouse set up with stuff. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. um, which the uh, the other thing that helps your brain orient itself in the world uh, could... I uh, am working on another project that mm-hmm. intentionally fucks with your... Uh, what's it called? Your vestibular system, which is the nerves that read the impulses from the bones in your inner ear. Mm. And so it's like when you have an inner ear problem, it fucks with your vestibular system. And there's a way that you can uh, mess with your, like trick trick your brain into thinking that you're moving and things when you're not. Uh, it's called galvanic vestibular stimulation. It's not as erotic as it sounds. It's just uh, you're using electricity yeah. to... So basically like a TENS unit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have those. And hook it up behind your ear. Don't fucking hook oh, a TENS no, unit. No, no, it's no. essentially like one. So no. don't, don't do this. Don't, don't try what I'm describing at home. We are not doctors. Don't pay attention to anything that we say. We don't know what we're talking about. All right. <laughs> but I have, I have all the components to make a thing that... Uh, 
very in a very controlled way stimulates your vestibular system so you're going to essentially like remote control a person like you'll be walking and you're, it'll trick your brain into thinking that you're moving so your your body Im- immediately oh, orient right. like tries to fix your orientation because you feel like you're leaning and stuff oh, that's so and crazy holy shit i uh i'll show you when it's done and yeah. after i test it on myself don't yeah. don't try this at home kids don't do this at home um Mr. Daniel's a scientist. Sort of. Mr. Daniel. <laughs> Mr. Daniel. Um, so I feel like that'd be a really fun yeah. experiment. That would be a fun experiment. Because <laughs> I've seen someone do it. I'm like, I gotta, yeah. Okay. Gotta, gotta try that. Oh, that's so freaky. Oh, the, the human body is just so fascinating. We know so much about it, but like so little at the same time. It's, it's crazy. So complex. Yeah. And it's funny that just, just apply some electricity or yeah. some, something from the electromagnetic spectrum to your eyes, your mm. ears, whatever. You can just fucking do do weird things to the human body. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm always I'm always just learning new things. I'm just fascinated by it. there's something new in in the news every day, and I just I feel like I never really tried to explore anything outside of just work before. So this is. This is very fun. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I think one of the questions that my fans probably want to know is augmented reality, virtual reality, sex. Sex? Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. that? You don't know what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm, let me think. They're, they're, when okay. can we start having it and with whom? <laughs> um, I actually have a... Uh, like a virtual reality strip club thing made. It was a project that me and a few uh, former co-workers of mine oh, you showed did me that together. Once on your phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it was basically used volumetric capture to film a bunch of strippers and stuff, and then put that into a strip club. So volumetric captures like off a hologram of a person. Mm-hmm. It like, and it's not like a three D model where it's like looks like a fucking cartoon person yeah it's like you actually film the person and it looks like them in Mm -hmm. full 3d and so vr wise there's that and you know it's just like sort of like yeah i guess it'd be more like vr adult films which are just like you're stuck in one position except in this case you can move around so Mm -hmm. it seems more real and you're not just trapped in someone's motionless body mm-hmm. um ar i've done a couple demonstrations of things and they've been more like stripper related but it's pretty cool it was yeah. also using yeah. volumetric capture and you're like girl walks in the room I, yeah. eliza ibarra is who i filmed oh this okay cool awesome. She's, she uh helped She's us out with this and it was like she walks into the room and you say, take off your clothes, and then she will. So it uses artificial intelligence to do what's called natural language processing, mm-hmm. sort of like how Siri or Alexa work, using that kind of stuff. Um, That's cool. Shot it in a specific way to where like, she goes into and out of every p- potential move from every possible way. So mm-hmm. you like design it like a series of neurons once again. Wow. And... Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's where AR and VR sex stuff is right now. 
I know someone who is working on a project that does some stuff involving VR and like haptic suits and I don't know what I am and am not allowed to describe about it but mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah. And I know there's been like some sort of attempt to like integrate uh you know masturbation machines and stuff like that into VR masturbation so, machines. I don't know what to call them jerk offers. I love it. <laughs> jerk these are the good old jerk offers, guys. Yeah, I feel I, I do feel bad for men in that regard. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, damn, because I was using I was I had to make a certain motion for a long time in a video um, on a didlo, and uh, I had a new appreciation because most guys there's no toys. There's no toys for you guys to make it easy. Like we have a vibrator, like zzz, zzz, it's done. Like <laughs> it's like a science. It's like zzz, there it is, and. I don't know. Well, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But I feel bad for guys who have to, like, you know, must be exhausting. So maybe it's good that there's new masturbation machines coming to the market. Yeah. Sponsor this podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. We, for, we, we haven't addressed the elephant in the room. Yes, this episode is sponsored by Taco Bell. Yeah, why don't, um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit for, for the visual viewers. I'm sorry, audio listeners. Um, all five of you. Um, Daniel, why don't you describe your outfit and where mm. where you got this? Because it is just vibrant, so, and I'm here for it. So, uh, I guess I'll just go with the description and not just showing it off to the camera here. Uh, it's like a really lovely, very high-fashion Taco Bell Hawaiian shirt and shorts combo. Kind of like Tommy Bahama married Taco Bell yeah. and had a baby. And uh, oh and then on top of that, I get some some Brazzers socks mm-hmm. and, and of course chrome, the silver and, shoes. Yeah, and the like chrome always. shoes. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you without them unless you're in like the Brazzers shoes. Yeah, unless I'm forced <laughs> to not wear the shoes for like a couple hours in one day. Yeah. it's always like, the chrome shoes. God damn it, loafers! <laughs> yeah, how could you? Uh, yeah, and the the, the, like out, the outfit came from a meme that you listeners or viewers might have seen it's mm-hmm. like what if i showed up to our first date wearing this i'm like you know what i accept this challenge twitter or <laughs> wherever i saw it i love it so but i always like every, i think almost every time i see you, you're in something that's very vibrant and like over the top and just like like even just the shoes you know and i think that's really cool because a lot of people are really boring it's like people who, you know, it's like most of the cars on the road are just like black, silver, and white. And then there's Daniel, and he's like yellow and pink and everything, and it's awesome. I commend you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, the, the shoes make me feel like, not that like the augmented reality headsets that I'm constantly carrying around and stuff don't make me feel futuristic, but it's like fashion, future fashion. Future fashion. Because everything in the future is chrome, you know? You are a self-proclaimed future man. I stalked your. I was trying to find more information about you because, as much as I have hung out with you and, you know, just worked with you on set and stuff, you were usually like playing games or working. So it was like, you know, yeah, yeah. So this is cool, but, um, yeah, I wasn't sure what you meant by that either. So I assumed that it had to do with like all the VR and or XR, AR, all the R's that you're working on. So it's pretty cool. I think that's yeah. awesome that you have. I, I think there's a lot of people who don't really have um, interests, like um, uh, I wouldn't even say hobbies necessarily, but just but even hobbies. I know a lot of people who they're like 
it's just like they work party on the weekends and it's like that's that's just their thing and that's cool but like i don't know a lot of people who are like this is the thing that like i cared about enough to like really learn something about and that i'm passionate enough about to be able to talk about for you know 50 minutes or whatever and so i think that's that's pretty cool because a lot of people don't put themselves out there and try to you know find what makes them passionate and i think that that's probably the most important thing in life is having something that you're passionate about i agree I, I do fully agree and i feel like a lot of people's like i'm not dissing anyone's decision to watch tv or anything like oh, that no, no. which also get I off the, get off the couch you lazy bum <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh <laughs> no I, I i don't watch a lot of or consume a lot of like stuff that gets me glued to a tv screen mm-hmm. unless i'm like learning something or I'm like i really fully need to decompress and stop learning and mm-hmm. that's like the thing that i all i'm always like as I described by don't think it was in this it was just us having casual conversation we're talking about consuming audiobooks and stuff yeah. uh, in your car and like it's like I'm always trying to learn something at all times and every once in a while I need to actually just stop and watch something but mm-hmm. it's a it's like a vacation for me essentially and I don't do it enough I think yeah. which my favorite movie to show people the uh, Starship Troopers because it's like just an over the top I uh, love Starship Troopers it so is my much. favorite movie <laughs> why did that not occur to me I haven't seen it so long holy shit and it's like one of those things oh that oh my god I like it because on the surface it was not what almost everyone sees it as or at least in the 90s when it came out it was like wow this is a really corny sci-fi film and it's like no it's a fucking gloriously it's like the most expensive joke ever made yeah and it's it's a beautifully crafted film oh it's so good i'm i'm gonna have i i want to start having a a rewatch list actually there's a lot of movies my boyfriend hasn't seen that i haven't seen in a while so i'm like all right once, once that time comes around, we are watching some movies. <laughs> it's just sending yeah. me back. Yeah, I don't. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I don't know if it's y'all can hear that. Rain. If it's picking up the thunder, but it's been crazy out here. The weather lately, like it's been humid and the weather's still cold. 110 degrees, and then yeah. the temperature drops to like 70, yeah. and then it's, it's fucking it's pouring been, rain. It's been so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever feel like? All the is like all the development and all the people moving to Vegas is might be changing stuff a little bit. With that oh, I mean, v- Vegas stuff. is definitely just because I mean, there's so many foreign plants that like aren't native to here, and you just have to assume that people basically growing actual grass in Vegas in large quantities and like bringing in all these plants might change things like weather. Yeah, and I feel like it's. So Vegas has only been around for about a hundred years, and mm-hmm. us having the you know Lake Mead has only yeah. been around for like seventy five, and it seems like I, I feel like more so like global uh, environmental tinkering. Uh, we could say that is more of an influence, and this year seems kind of out of the ordinary because like we used to have a pretty regular monsoon season mm-hmm. and it was basically like it is right now mm-hmm. and for the last like 10 
or more years, it's like sort of dwindled on top of us currently having the drought that is late, has Lake Mead at its lowest level. Mm. Since, so this since is actually it, more normal. This is more normal, although we had the earlier, like the we set record temperatures this year, two yeah. days in a row. And it was like earlier onset of extreme heat, and now we're just like having we've had more rain in the last week than I think we've had in the last three been, or more years. It's been insane, like, and it's been coming down so hard that it like it's it sounds like there's hail, like like on the roof, you know, the, like it's coming down. Yeah, it was like it's been like a hurricane by my house every like <laughs> three out of every five days for the last week. It's just like. 70 mile an hour winds, extreme rain, mega lightning, then it's gone in like two hours. And The wind like, oh. almost took my inflatable unicorn the other day. Oh, no. I saw it start to, to come out of the pool and I was like, <laughs> if it goes, it goes. Because there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Not going it, on. it was in the yard the next day, so it was fine. I was just waiting for it to be on the news, like this floating down the... <laughs> oh, God. I, I miss it though. I um, one thing that I loved about growing up in Michigan was like thunder and lightning storms, and in California didn't have a lot of that. And then even in Washington, it rained a lot, but I, I felt like even the thunder and lightning wasn't like as much. So I've 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 been liking this. I really like thunderstorms. I think they're very relaxing, and it always smells so good afterwards. Yeah. Amazing. I prefer this to like you know blazing heat and like 120, <laughs> you know. But it's a dry heat, and that, yeah, yeah. Well, so is an oven, but I don't <laughs> put my head in there. So <laughs> I love when people are say, "Yeah, it's a dry heat." Yeah. Well, you know, maybe your lungs aren't drowning, but you know, all of the like moisture is being sapped from your skin, and you'll end up like a husk. Like yeah, if the, I'm California hate, raisin. Yeah, I hate to say this, but like the dogs take a shit outside and it's a rock within 30 minutes. Like it doesn't, it's it's ridiculous. It's so hot. And then I've been trying to like maintain a little bit of a tan. Can't be out there when it's like that. So it's like I know the next time I go hiking, I'm just gonna fry. I'm gonna be color of this microphone. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, Oh, I wanted to talk about um, your skateboarding company because I brought it up like in the beginning. But how long have you been doing that? Because so he gave me this like one of the first times that we worked together, and I loved it because so I'm gonna show it to you guys. See, I hope I hope that's in focus. It better be in focus. I apologize if it's not, but it cracked me up because this is a corgi, and this corgi has a tail, and this looks like my middle dog when. He's angry, which is a lot. I'm trying to work on it, but cracked me up. <laughs> so how did how did that start, and how long have you guys been doing that? Um, because you're the co-founder, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, I'll take it back a million years, real fast. I started skateboarding in when I was like nine years old. So I've been skateboarding since 1996, which is a weird thing for me to say. I'm like, I've been doing that longer than any other thing, any relationship with any person. Yeah, like, that's your skateboarding thing. has been part of my life for longer than anything. And not my family, obviously. And I love my family a lot. I'm not like talking shit about that. So, uh. Family is just, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been there since the start, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so I've been doing that for a long time and competitively skateboard, started competitively skateboarding in like 2003 or four. And it's just been like an ongoing thing, which I don't really care what place I get. Hopefully not 
last is just my that's what I go for. Don't get last Don't place. Get last place. Other than that, I'm good. So I use that to travel a lot, and it's been like my vector. I'm like, there's a skateboard contest in Japan. All right, I'm yeah. going to Japan. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking, so cool. Good, good. Uh, I feel that's like- actually how I got to working for Brazzers too. Oh, really? Was, um, they asked me. So they put out a call for someone to be in a skate a film that had skateboarding in it, and they also needed to find a pool to skateboard. And someone contacted me, and I was the right guy. And then I, you know, kissed enough ass on set to where they were like, "You want to be a, you know, actor or an extra and stuff." And then I started doing that, and then like, oh, kissed this enough guy's ass still here. To, Get him to work. <laughs> yep. So then, uh, yeah. One person left, and I replaced them because I was apparently just creepy enough, but not too creepy to work in that sort of scenario. Yeah. And, I, I kind of got that vibe. I was like, mm, creepy, but like manageable creepy. Like it's yeah. just kidding. Not, he's like the least creepy person that I know. <laughs> and uh, so, skateboarding brought me there, and it's taken me everywhere. And at one point, I ended up. Back before social media existed. I know this might be uh, hard back for some in, of you to remember. Back in our day. When the internet was still in its infancy and uh, online forums were really big before it was just compiled into social media and shit like that. There was a Facebook group called the F Forum, stands for Freestyle Skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And I met an individual named Mike Osterman who was like a, hilariously like it's so weird saying this I'm like he was like a 13 year old kid and I like we've been friends since like <laughs> like here yeah, I was friends with a child on the internet <laughs> <laughs> but uh he ended up becoming like the world champion of freestyle skateboarding and yeah. it's like we you know we're buddies and then ended up starting waltz skateboarding because a lot of the the companies were like sort of banking off of like the nostalgia of freestyle, like the the glory days, the eighties, because after that it like died. Yeah. And I guess I'll describe what freestyle is to yeah, for sure. people. It's like, I'm interested. It's sort of like a it's skateboarding in a way that's like you and the board only, and it's kind of reminiscent to, or uh, similar to like break dancing and like gymnastics and ice skating I feel would be the figure skating specifically like the figure skating of skateboarding yeah and so it's like you doing it's just you and the board and that's it no obstacles Mm -hmm. and it's like just figuring out every possible way you can manipulate a board Mm -hmm. and that is what freestyle is it's like handstand kickflips and all sorts of just yeah. Just footwork All that seems really dancey and stuff. <laughs> and mo yeah. So <laughs> believe it or not, everyone when street skating came out, everyone's like, Wow, that shit's really boring or that's lame and you yeah. know. It died in the early nineties and there was a concerted conspiracy from the large skateboard companies of the world to try to get rid of it and hang on fucking phone in my pocket this is totally unprofessional for i was on the it's all right i'm just trying to run a podcast here i'm just kidding i don't care leave me alone whoever's <laughs> texting me stop and uh so mike and i started or freestyle was just in this like it was really cool and there was a lot of the only people that were supporting were people that were super dedicated yeah and a lot of people were just be- banking on the glory days, the 80s. So it was like just this nostalgia kick, make, mm-hmm. making skateboarding great again kind of situation. Yeah. 
and we were like, hey, what if someone made a, like a modern freestyle company that's just totally pushing that out, like just fucking get over it. That was the 80s. Now we're it's the 2010s yeah. at this point, almost 2020. It was 2017 when we started fooling with the idea of waltz. And then we actually started the company, and it's just ended up becoming the largest freestyle skateboard company in the world, as far as I can tell, and like the most successful in terms of reach and things like that. Yeah, I saw, I actually looked on your website, and I think I want to buy a Corgi shirt. (laughs) But I saw that you have like the, the whole international span, like I didn't realize like how big it was, even I just, you know. Had this. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. That's awesome. I think it's cool uh, to just talk to people who have that kind of drive. But I feel like, as a skateboarder, and you know, for someone who's done it as long as you have, you have to have that kind of drive because it's like otherwise you would have given up on skateboarding. Because it's like I, I I did it when I was a kid until I ripped off my toenail and then I didn't do it again. <laughs> but it's like I, I love just going around. Like I love going around the streets and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just, I, I did give up on it, you know? It was like I, I did other stuff instead. But I think to, to do that and to actually get to a point where you're like, oh, I love to do this, so I don't care how many times that I fail at it, I'm going to keep doing it until I get it right, you know? And, and until I get it right for myself and not just, like, other people because fuck them. Like, I'm going to record it when it's perfect. <laughs> I'm going to record it when it's perfect and 50 million, 100,000 times before then, too to you know check your technique and to to figure out you know where you went wrong and i think that's that's really cool so it's awesome that you have that motivation as a non-skateboarder or not active skateboarder that was like the most beautifully put way of (laughs) dealing with life that any skateboarder does and that's basically what i would just would have described had you not done it because it's like that's what it is you you just get you either try it and you get fucking hurt and you're like no this is not doing this or you keep doing it, and you're like, no, I, I care about this so much, I'm going to keep injuring myself and put myself in the hospital or yep. <laughs> whatever, yeah. breaking bones, which I've never done, which is totally insane to me. Is I've, I've never broken anything. I've done a million things that I should have broken my bones on. <laughs> Even skateboarding when I was, like, you know, really trying. I really wanted to, to do it, you know. I really wanted to be in it. I, I fucked up knees, just scuffed. That's what didn't bother me. Ripping my toenail, like, back to my toe mm. knuckle. I don't know what you call it, but like the, the, it's the toe <laughs> knuckle. I don't know. <laughs> Once that happened, I was like, all right, well, it's time to heal. And it's like, by the time it healed, I just, the, the board was in the garage and it was shoved aside and it was, it was what it was, you know? But even, even those moments that I remember doing it, it was like, it was so cool. And I think that's why I ended up um, liking motor, motorcycling because it, it's still, it's, it's, it's a different kind. Um, of rush but it's still that kind of like oh i could die at any minute that's cool and it's like i don't know i guess maybe you know the toenail was too much but imminent death that's what really drives me (laughs) 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 it just the stakes weren't high enough i guess it's a good 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 defense of, of motorcycle versus skateboarding oh but i think it's cool what's like what's the best trick that you've like done and you feel like you really hit it that you were like the most proud of that you you got it um there's one trick that immediately gets conjured up and it doesn't really have a name because it it, like you could describe 
it like you can name it in a way that just describes all the motions, but it doesn't have like a specific <clears throat> name. And it will okay. be well. What if you send me a video of it and I will overlay it on this, and then you just start describing it okay. right now. So and I'll put it's, the overlay. It's called it. This is I only did it one time, and I've tried it a thousand times before and a thousand times since, and I actually believe Mike Osterman's the one who filmed it. And uh, it would be described as a toe side rail, one and a half flip to one foot heel side rail flip out. And it, I can't wait to see it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Congratulations. So ra- rail means, you know, a lot of people would call it primo. It's like the, the modern nomenclature mm-hmm. for it. But it's like uh, you're standing on the, the side of your board, mm-hmm. on the wheels, and the rail of the board is what the dorky freestylers call it. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, like you're standing on the board the completely wrong way. It's yeah. sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and then flip that one and a half times, land one foot on the other rail of the board, and then flip out. So oh, now, now that it, like... So, yeah, yeah. Now that okay, I, I gave can... the, the name, uh, describe it a little better. It was great. <laughs> It was great. I can't wait to see it. But that's awesome. Uh, what is like the worst injury that you've had from it? Um, there's. I've only had three major injuries. One of them was destroying my toe, and by that I mean I was. I had a hole like just eaten through my shoe from skateboarding so much, and mm-hmm. I was also like high school age, so I couldn't afford new shoes yeah. and shit, and just. Drove them into the ground until I got severe injuries because of it. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I should Because you just have like, your toe hanging out. <laughs> I had my toe hanging out and I was doing a handstand kickflip. And the board overflipped and my toe, with all the momentum of my body coming uh, from a handstand, hit the bolt on the truck. And no. it just like no. exploded my fucking toe. No. It was just blood instantly, and it just you know Ugh. smashed through to where like yeah. jammed the toenail in. It was mm. it's very painful. That was the most painful injury. Yeah, your I would toe say. thing was worse than my toe thing. Let's yeah. let's forget that I ever said anything about my toe. It's not important. <laughs> and then <laughs> that anoth- another one, I tore the ligaments, like almost all the ligaments in one of my feet, and it was falling from like literally six inches off the ground it just <laughs> fell wrong and, and it just it just snapped. destroyed it yeah. oh my god like it wasn't flying down any stairs or anything like that and it just it was wow. and then i kept like i was like holy shit my foot hurts and i just took, kept going. took my shoe off rubbed my foot for a couple minutes and skated for like three more hours and then oh and then I as soon as i as soon and... as i stopped i couldn't even put like my body wouldn't let me put my foot on the ground like it hurts so bad that i couldn't like because it's like while you still have the blood rushing through it and you're still doing it if you didn't pause long enough you're just like oh i'm not i don't yeah. notice it it's like it's like when you when you go to the gym you squat really heavy get in the car and drive home and it's fine and then you get out of the car and you fall over and you're like what the fuck because <laughs> it's like you have that rest period where you're like it was fine walking to the car from the gym and now i'm on my floor and what am i doing this is just me maybe it's just me never mind gym no no it's I just skateboarding it's just i me. injure myself and work out at the same time see that's 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 efficiency and uh yeah, I the, the the worst injury I've had. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily from skateboarding, but it probably was heavily influenced by it. Was uh, I had a herniated disc and a mm. ruptured disc in my back, 
and it like you know one of them exploded is the Ugh. rupturing part yeah. and pieces of it were like up in my fucking spinal column and ah. they, I had to get back sur- two back surgeries good lord and there was like I couldn't walk for like a month and then so I basically had to like retrain relearn how to walk from two different things one the oh. destroying of the foot and then the yeah. other the back injury holy crap and I remember I couldn't skateboard for like a year and it drove me totally insane. I was like, just knowing that I had a full year that I could not do the thing that I wanted to do the And you're most. like, this is the <laughs> only thing I want to do and I can't do it. It's like, this yeah. is my thing. This is my one thing. This yeah. is, it's not, not even like, oh, my one thing, but it's like the most important thing, you know? Yeah. I, oh, fuck, that's so rough. My, um, Simon going through that at the moment with the shoulder. Oh, man. surgery that he had so it's like same situation hasn't been able to work out since it and it's just like I, I get like... I get ads of his on Facebook and stuff I'm like cool <laughs> this is awesome oh this is cool I mean I'm not gonna do any of that but it's cool I, I always see it I'm like okay I, mean, uh, I wanna just like try to do some some vaguely similar stuff cause I'm, I'm like I can see do what I can do without hurting myself <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way I think I'm like Oh, I could I could do that and I, I try and I start I'm like oh, I, I need to need to find the motivation I'm just working on I've just been taking out all my aggression lately on chin ups so it's been my favorite thing Ooh, how many how many can you do um well the last time I met I test my max which is like your first set after a rest day was 10 which I was I ve- I was very excited. I did it on a live stream on OnlyFans, and I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. And I my re- my excitement was just ridiculous. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> but um, typically, I do like three sets of eight chin ups. So I do like seven. I hold at the top for ten seconds. I lower for five seconds. I do one more chin up. I hold for ten seconds, and that's the set. But it's been it's cool because it's like you really have to focus on doing it. And it's really fun to just, like, smash them out if you're, like, stressed out or annoyed because it's just, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it feels a lot more like you're really fighting to do it than, like, say, push-ups. Yes. It's like that. Uh, push-ups are, I can do push up for days. And I have a bad elbow. Yeah. But, Same. like, mm, yeah, well, I imagine. <laughs> Mine, unfortunately, is just from my inability to be able to walk up or down stairs correctly. So... This is the first house I've lived in in a very long time that doesn't have stairs. And there's a thought process behind that because you were at my last house. How many times do you think I fell down all of those stairs? Uh, How many times have I showed up to set with my knees like, hey, can I wear pantyhose today? <laughs> That's me with life. That's me with stairs. My mom has stories from when I'm a kid, like, walking me through parking lots and we'd go between cars. And I would, you know, be looking ahead. I would just let my head run into passenger side mirrors <laughs> this is my life i'm just accident prone i'm always bruised i'm always fucked up <laughs> everything is broken but chin-ups make sense <laughs> i can just sit there and, and pull and if i fall i'm not that far off the ground and you know it's fine so yeah that's, that's good i actually got my my record of push-ups the other day because one of my co-workers can do like fucking 75 and i'm like oh, oh holy shit <laughs> oh, not not doing that anytime okay soon, bro but, stop showing up yeah <laughs> And, we get it, you're strong. And every day he's like, hey, can, like, you guys want to do push-ups at like 4 p.m. every day? And so I recently got to 61 
which the only reason I ever got to 50 is because Abigail Mack can do 50 or could do 50 at one Ooh. point. And we were supposed to have a push-up competition. I'm like, oh, shit. Been practicing for I, mean, I need to be able to get more than that. Hell yeah. Just one more. And uh, now I'm, you know, like I said, I got 61 the other day. That's which awesome. is it's, uh, beyond what I imagined. 75 is way beyond what I imagined. You should even do, but 61? Yeah, 61 is very impressive. I'd, I'd be happier if it was like eight more, but... You know, we can't have everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure I do that on a, a stream. I'll, I'll said, film when I get 69. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to actually say something. About, oh, it was about push-ups. Like, I, um, push-ups used to be, like, almost the only arm stuff that I did, and I wanted to just grind out push-ups all the time. I, I, could, do, um, I could do 100 at one point. It was a very long time ago. Holy not, shit. Not anymore. That was like my high school thing. It was all push-ups all the time. But something that I've also discovered since having implants, that the more you do push-ups, the stronger your chest gets, but gets pulled farther apart. Aww. Yeah. So that's why I like chin-ups, because it's like it's like this. It's not like, you know, some of these are fine, but it's like, I, I like push-ups because I like to build that strength, but it's like, I hate the fucking comments from people about flying airplanes between my boobs. I don't like it. It's very rude. You guys shouldn't do that. It's very rude. And this is why no one is having sex with you right now and you're watching this. Hating. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't know. Do we have anything else to, hmm. to talk about? Um. As I told you before, I have no game plan and everyone watching this already knows I'm an idiot. So if you have anything else you'd like to expand my knowledge on or... Um, well, I guess I was going to say, I was going to ask if you've been doing any art lately or anything, and then I could, like, segue into, you know, just talk, gloating about my art and oh, stuff. Of course, of course, <laughs> I would love for you to gloat about your art. I have, actually. I, um, I just finished a piece, uh, for, I don't know, you met Laura at, at my party, the makeup artist? I believe so. Yeah, she I, was, I mean, yeah. She was sitting where you're sitting now when the okay, table was yes. like that. <laughs> I'm like, I met a bunch of people, I don't remember all the names necessarily. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I just finished a piece for her that's like a, an old pop art style um, makeup art piece for, you know, her vanity areas. I'll, I'll show it to you later. But yeah, I, um, I've def- I definitely um, started this. So this has been taking up a lot of my time because um, I've been learning about like audio and like, you know, more editing than ever because this is way different than just shooting videos which i know how to do editing is no problem but like having to focus specifically on audio and trying to get multiple mics in here i'm working on it i'm really working on it i promise it's coming soon better better audio quality is coming so that's kind of been my focus i feel like i took a lot of time off from people which i greatly needed when i was um you know maintaining my sobriety so it's been nice to branch out into this and then start reconnecting with people and just talking to new people and just having conversations because I've spent the past like eight months talking mostly to my dogs and this computer when I talk to them (laughs) so it's that's kind of been um my little my little art form for the moment I I appreciate being one of those people that you talk to then well I appreciate you actually coming on because I was like I think a lot of people even fans they're just like oh we're just gonna talk to 
you know, they're porn stars. And it's like, the like, I want to, because it's like, I, I'm friends with a lot of them. And I think that a lot of them have interesting stuff that's outside of just the industry. Because it's like, the thing is, I've been in it for so long, whether camming or shooting, that is, it's, it's not as interesting to me. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'd rather just kind of dive into people's people's brains. And honestly, I think all of us are tired of talking about how we got into the industry, what we like about shooting, what we don't like about <laughs> Yeah. And, and it I'd sucks rather because, give some personality, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, I try... I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed about having worked in the industry. Or oh, no, I'm not either. But it's like, as soon as, some, it. as soon as someone finds out that you do it, though, that's, like, all they want to talk about, mm-hmm. and it, like, dominates the conversation. I'm like, dude, I fucking do artificial intelligence and shit like that. Yeah. Like, like, that's, there's like so I much own, more crazy shit. I partially shit. own that's my a, own company. Yeah. Like, that's you. Like, you you own a company, dude. Like, you know? You helped start and found a company. And it's like, they're saying, oh, oh you've you've shot on porn sets. Well, no, fuck you, you piece of shit. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, y'all... Uh, you and, exist because people had sex. <laughs> How is that? Like, oh, it's some big, horrible thing because it's on camera. You think your parents ain't never made no snuff films? So let me tell you, they probably have. I have interrupted your regularly scheduled broadcast to deliver an apology. Many of you know that I am, in fact, an idiot. I didn't realize what a snuff film was. I thought it was a pornographic movie. And I come to find out that it's actually a pornographic movie of an actual murder. I do not think that your parents made snuff films. I apologize for saying that they did. And if they did, I apologize even further. Now, back to the show. Your mom has at least got some dirty Polaroids going around, okay? <laughs> yes, your mom. Everybody's been a whore at some point in their life, and that's why I named this podcast this, because I thought it was funny, and it rhymed, and I am the naked neighbor. I got caught. Yeah, I did. My and parents did one time. I'm the girl well. next door, dude. It's like, I, I think that people have this idea that it's like, oh, people do porn. They're just fucking sex addicts, and they're fucking horny all the time, and eh. I had sex since January. Help. It's very dry. It's a desert. (laughs) (laughs) Help. And it's like, I and I have, but like, you know, for me, like, typically when, and when I do have sex with women, typically on camera, typically, typically for work, you know, I have a boyfriend I'm happy with. I'm not going out looking for strange everywhere, you know what I'm saying? And I think that... They also just have this idea that's not necessarily put on to just the performer, but also everybody else involved in the creation process of it. And it's like, you think because um, a woman puts makeup on a porn star that the makeup artist is a whore? It's like, do you think that you're gross because you held a, a, a mic stand, like a mic boom? Like, what? <laughs> I help people sign paperwork and know yeah. what they're di- getting themselves I make sure into. Th- I make sure that people are safe on set. Uh, I don't know, a piece of shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah every, I think everyone just imagines every, it's like you're all doing drugs and you work yeah. for the mafia and you just are like, all right, go have sex and let go me film it. Go have sex now. <sighs> like, you guys have no idea. And that's why I think it's... Uh, most of us are just pretty, like, normal fucking people and it's like it is a job it's like for the most part you turn it on when you go to set it's like all right i'm here to 
here to lick pussy and collect a check today. Woo! Like, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun, but it's not like, oh, man, I'm so so excited to go be a horrible little slut. <sighs> like, no. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> I just want to have fun with people and make people feel good. And I think that porn can do that. I don't know. I don't think it's such a bad thing. And honestly, with things like... um uh the virtual reality uh or augmented reality whatever porn that's out there right now like it's even on um i'm sure you've seen dave on fx dave no No. oh damn all right well if you get a chance if you have hulu you should get a chance you should watch it it's pretty good but even in that show they have a headset and it's their, their jerk-off headset at, at one point when, like, when they get money in the show, you know? And it's like that stuff is becoming more and more available. It's becoming more and more readily available. But who, who's going to make the stuff for it if we don't exist? And it's like, would you rather have your husband jerking off on a VR headset and then maybe fucking you later? Or would you rather he was out, like, fucking the neighbor? <laughs> you know? At some point, yeah. I feel like we have a purpose, you know? It's... <laughs> It, it's been around it's been around forever it's not really going away so it's funny I don't know the, why people can't just mind their own business like if you don't like porn don't watch it that's ooh. it which actually leads me to another film that I a film idea that I ooh. have been wanting to do and like it, it'd be it could be a really simple easy to make thing because it'd mm-hmm. be really minimalistic and all that and it would essentially be like the origin story of porn mm-hmm. like uh because there's this carving called the Venus of Willendorf, and it's like some of the oldest existing art known to man. And it's basically, if some, if you don't, if listeners don't know what it is, it's like a woman, it's like carvings, and there's like shitloads of them. But the Willendorf one is the one specifically found in Willendorf, yeah. England, or wherever the fuck it is, Germany, I don't know. And <laughs> somewhere, somewhere over there. It's, it's a woman with like big hooters and a big butt and stuff and it's someone's probably going to correct me in the comments or something (laughs) somewhere but it uh essentially is like they think it was like a goddess thing but also that it might have been some sort of like pornographic thing Mm -hmm. and i wanted to make a movie about the guy that made the first one and it just like propagated throughout Mm -hmm. the world sort of like when people take a photo and it gets leaked on the internet it just gets spread everywhere I wanted to either make it like his white, like him and his caveman guys uh, are going to hunt some fucking mammoths or something, whatever, you know, put yeah. some research into that yeah. as to what they're going to hunt. And um, while he's leaving on this, what could be a long journey, his wife either gives him one of those things, like she makes it and it's like, look, now you can jerk off. It's like, yeah, me. you can <laughs> jerk off while you're hunting the mammoth. Yeah. And, Either she or he makes it. I think it'd be cooler to have it be the woman that yeah, makes like it. Yeah, like she for, makes it for him. It's like uh, when you take a picture for your guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the the sexy photo that he can bring at all times. And then his, That's ca- so cute. his, his caveman buddies <laughs> catch him jerking off. And they're like, whoa, dude. Like, like, what is this? What the fuck we is that? We want to jerk off to that, too. <laughs> yeah, so then it like... Snow, just, snow. <laughs> yeah, spreads throughout the world and uh, dude, also becomes be like the, the center of like religions and things because like that's what yeah. they think it was. It's like the goddess, like the fertility goddess thing. That's and, so cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. should do that. It'd be... 
yeah, it should it'd be pretty easy too. Just find some dudes that look like cavemen, which thankfully my older brother, I would like him to be the the, the main character because yeah, he looks like a fucking caveman. caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that sounds no. that sounds fun. I would watch it. Let me know. Let me know if you end up creating something like that because I would be down to see. Yeah. Um, actually, it is four o'clock. If you have an event to go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm leaving my house today. How cool is that? <laughs> All right. So, Daniel, um, if you have anything that you want to plug, where they can follow you. Um, anything? Uh, plugging things. Uh, uh, you know, Walt Skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Well, for, yeah, it's waltskateboarding.com or... Uh, they like corgis, so bye. On Instagram, Walt Skateboarding. It's all pretty easy. Walt's with a Z, by the way. Mm-hmm. like the dance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, myself, I guess. I'll plug myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, will you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just Daniel J. Trujillo on everything. Mm-hmm. Instagram, and- Twitter... Other same, same. other places, GitHub. If you want to see some of my code and like rip that shit apart, it's all awesome. just Daniel J Trujillo. Perfect. And then um, final final words or thoughts, something to to leave them with, to chew on, mm. or to jerk off to. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, get your phone out of your fucking face and go carve yourself a little woman with your own two hands and jerk off to that. Beautiful. Detach and get back to your natural state. Thank you for joining us.